welcome to Living a Sensory Life, a podcast that I've started talking all things sensory. So my name's Becky, I'm the founder of Sensory Spectacle, and I've run this podcast to teach you all about sensory processing disorder. We're going to be interviewing people, we're going to be sharing strategies, I'm going to be giving you research, and I'm also going to be explaining things to you so that you can help to understand the child or adult you care for or support just that little bit better. Okay, so one of the most common processing difficulties, but the hardest one to recognise is smell. I talk about it on all of my workshops, all of my courses, and I, it's so, so important. However, the reason why it's the hardest one to recognise is because we don't teach how to respond to smells that are overwhelming. They seem to be a personal thing. Um, the way I might respond to a particular smell might be different to how you respond. So, for example, I might not like the smell of roses, but you might love the smell of roses. So if I was to express that, that personal aspect can be really difficult and then make it harder to then build relationships. So when we're thinking about supporting someone who you think might have smell processing difficulties, let's think about how they are responding within their environment, but also how are you helping to teach them? How are you helping to support them about that sensory processing difficulty? They might have difficulties with modulation. They might have difficulties with discrimination. And you can learn more about those on another podcast, this series, where we're talking about terminology. And we're talking about terminology that relates to sensory processing difficulties. So if you were to walk into a room and smell something that was really, really negative, something that you really didn't like, what would you do? So, I'm going to guess. You might pull a face. You might try and block your nose, whether you do that with, with your hands or without your hands. You might turn around and leave the room. You might open a window. You might spray something. Or maybe you just smell yourself, so you might take your sleeve and hold it to your nose. You may also say something, but not all the time. So there's so many different ways that we might respond to something if it's negative. Do we teach that? So for our students, how do we know when they walk into a room that they are smelling something that is negative, what are they doing? Yeah, it might be something obvious, like they make a sound or they say something or they cover their nose or pull a face. But for those other subtle responses that we might do, we might turn around and walk out of the room. We might not go back into that room. We might sit in a different place in that room. For those responses, we might not initially think that that is their way of responding to a smell within that environment. And so it's really important that we try and consider all aspects of how we might respond to smells. Do we talk about it? Why not? If we don't, 
is it socially acceptable to talk about a certain smell within a certain environment with different people? So there's lots of things that can make it very difficult for us to appropriately support someone with sensory processing difficulties. Let's think about it if it was a different sensory system. So if it was a visual input, we can talk to them. They can tell us it's too bright or they can show us by removing that object. We can't remove a smell. It's not a physical thing. And so it's harder for that person to express to us that it's a smell because maybe they don't even recognise it themselves, what a smell is. So when we are supporting someone that may have smell processing difficulties, what do we see them doing? You may well see them getting stressed in an environment. So it might be pacing, it might be wanting to leave that environment, it might be refusing to enter that environment again. It might be wanting to stand or sit in a particular place within that environment. It might be not talking to you, it might be removing themselves from that particular space. You might notice them gagging, you might notice them getting quite upset. But for people that are maybe looking for more of that sensory input, so difficulties with modulation, you might notice them licking people or licking objects. You might notice them smelling people or smelling objects. You might notice them wanting to go into particular rooms or particular environments where there are strong scents or be near certain people that smell a certain way. And these are all those tiny bits of information as our sensory detective selves need to be that we have to pick up on and start to formulate into a profile for this child or adult. How can we support them? First of all, we need to have a really good understanding of how they respond to a smell that is overwhelming or that they are seeking out, but also how they are managing themselves currently. So what are they doing to feel okay within that environment? Can we control scents within a space? So for example, cleaning products, can you use cleaning products with no scent added in them? If you're noticing people particularly licking tables and windows, that's a quick sign that they're probably doing that because there's been some sort of cleaning product with a scent used. Can their clothes be washed with a detergent that has no scent to it? Maybe you're noticing difficulties with transitions, so getting changed at bedtime or PE time or having a shower. And that can all relate to that smell of their clothes. Can you manage smells? So could you encourage staff, support workers, family members to not wear perfumes or deodorants or hairsprays or all of these things that we add to ourselves without really realising how intense that might be for some people who are sensitive. It might be that we can contain scents within bottles. So maybe you do have some seekers 
within your environment and you can use well I use uh, sauce bottles so squidgy bottles and I put a scent inside and it's a natural scent so it might be a squeeze of orange it might be a mint leaf and I'm then able to manage that smell I can puff it under my nose and smell it but it means that the whole room doesn't have to smell it so if you've got people who are sensitive to scents within that environment as well and it might be you then it means that you don't have to. I would never recommend an aromatherapy diffuser for this strategy of supporting because it impacts the whole environment. So everyone would be smelling the whole scent. And that means if you've got someone who's really sensitive to smell, they then will build up an emotional relationship with that environment because of how it smells. So we process smell in a different part of our brain and that part of our brain is where we process emotions and memories. So if you smell a smell that reminds you of your mum or your grandma, you'll feel a certain way. You'll remember something. And that's exactly what happens here when we notice someone refusing to go into a space. It could be because of that previous experience. Another way that you can support someone to regulate themselves, whether they are someone who's evilly overwhelmed or someone who seeks out smell, is by something that smells of them or someone close to them. So it might be a scarf, it might be a piece of clothing, it might be um, a handkerchief. Something which they can have to hold under their nose and it's really, really great for regulating, so for calming someone or for providing that sensory input if needed. Now, if you're supporting people that are licking and smelling people on objects a lot, then you need to try and include scent in as many of your activities as possible. I would only recommend that you include natural scents because these are a lot easier for us to process than synthetics. So synthetics would be things like sprays or oils or things that have been created chemically. When we're using natural scents, we are providing a smell that is more familiar. So a natural orange or a natural spice or a natural herb is going to be a lot more easier for someone than perfumes and deodorants. When, if you think that you are supporting someone who has smell processing difficulties, consider all of these elements, consider the element of how they respond emotionally to an environment. Like I said, we process smell in a different part of our brain. And so you may well, first of all, not notice licking and smelling. You may well notice more of that emotional response. So try and keep an eye out for those changes in how they are physically responding to a space. And then try and work backwards and break it down to identify, is it that there is a smell in this environment that's overwhelming them or has overwhelmed them in the past? And the most popular environment that many people find difficult and overwhelming is the dining hall. Whether that's in school or whether that's at work. At school, their dining hall, yes, it smells of food. Yes, it smells of lots of people. But also that room's used for lots of different things. 
So if it, someone's just done PE in there, if someone's sensitive to smell, they may well be smelling sweaty socks at the same time when they want to have their lunch. So we need to consider the bigger aspect and impact that smell has on someone emotionally within an environment, as well as the characteristics, the things that they are doing in order to regulate themselves that are different to how we might respond to a smell. This podcast was brought to you by Sensory Spectacle. You can find out more about our immersive training and workshops on our website, sensorispectacle.co.uk. We educate about and create awareness of sensory processing disorder internationally. We travel the world helping parents and professionals to understand specific characteristics relating to sensory processing needs. On our website, you'll find books, sensory support items, classroom resources, as well as information about our trainings. If you have any questions, please do get in touch. We love to hear from you. But otherwise, thanks for listening.